0: welcome to the podcast i am melissa matheson and wow over halfway through the month of may really what on earth where does the time go i mean guys we are almost halfway through 2020 some of you are probably wishing we could start this year all over and some of you are wishing it would just hurry up and get over with it's definitely been an interesting year Since before COVID and quarantine, I've been trying to get today's busy guest to come talk to me on the podcast, but she's a nurse. And then thanks to COVID, she was put on the front lines and pretty much off the grid to get over to my house for a cup of coffee until now. Savannah Wilson is a nurse with a heart for nations. While other single 21-year-olds are out with friends and living their best life, this girl has found her passion in medical missions the last few years. So grab your coffee and join us at the table. We're talking about tattoos, possible suitors, and life callings today on What's Next, God. But we talk about coffee a lot because okay. we like coffee. But you like coffee I too. I do. I am
1: a coffee connoisseur. A coffee connoisseur? I really I, am. Really? I really am. Like, you love
0: coffee like I that do. much? I do. I do.
1: I didn't know that about you. I don't, I don't give off the vibe, but I really do. I do love <laughs> coffee. I really do. I didn't know that. I do. I have a ratings of all the coffee shops in Tupelo. Where you live in Tupelo, I Mississippi? I do. Mm-hmm. I rate them all. I'm not going to say which one's the best because I don't want to, or which one's the worst because I don't want to give off that
0: rating. We won't no. tell. Yeah. That's okay. But you have some favorites. Okay. Well, tell me then like one favorite coffee shop of yours in Tupelo or two. Mm-hmm. Give me, do you have two top?
1: Let's see. Or just one top. First one would be Tupelo River. So Tupelo River. They just opened a couple months ago. Super sweet Christian couple that owns it. Yes. I've heard
0: really great things They're about really them.
1: awesome. Um, Second one would probably be Lost and Found as well. Christian okay. couple that owns it again. Yes. I've been Very to both of good. Those. Yes. Well I
0: haven't been to Tupelo River, but I've been to Lost and Found. Yes. But I've heard about Tupelo River. No. I haven't been able to get over there yet.
1: Super nice. They give you a real cup with the latte art in it, which oh. just makes the latte
0: taste ten <laughs> times better. So when you go, like what is your drink of choice?
1: I'm a latte with a vanilla. La- vanilla, in it. Latte. vanilla latte.
0: Basic. Just a basic, note. Do you, mm-hmm. are you a um, small, medium, or large? Oh, definitely the largest. All the way <laughs> definitely the venti. All do the you way. do special milk? Or are you just like, just give me the milk? Or do you want like the oat milk, oh, the almond no, milk? I'm not that weird person. <laughs> I was like, give me the-. no. I think that is so weird. Sorry to all the people who drink oat milk, but. Well, I think for a lot of people, it could be like a, da- a dairy allergy. True, that's true. That's why they have to explore some of these other. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, give me whole or nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not way too. If I'm yeah. going to take in all the calories, it just, just the give me milk. the whole milk. Yeah. I mean, throw in all the heavy cream. I don't care. Yes. Just I want yes. it to taste good. If I'm
1: going yeah. to do it, I'm going to splurge. If you want extra hipster points, you can get the oat milk. You can get just, the oat milk. We all know you're like struggling to get it down. like, <laughs> that's tasting bad. <laughs> 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 it looks good on the Instagram post,
0: but dear God, that stuff is gross. <laughs> it really is. I had some oat milk and uh, that I used for a little while, but it's almost like I never tried. I should have tried it by itself. I never tried it by itself, but I would try it in my coffee. Yeah. But I didn't really feel like it did enough for me. Yeah. So I was like, eh. But I get for people that have an yeah, allergy yeah. or something
1: like or that. Or soy milk, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, no soy for no. me. No. No. Nope, I'm going to just go with my regular. It's whole, please, two percent in my lattes. Yeah, but I balance it out. I do. I am trying to do a lot of just more coffee and less yeah. all the fluff lately. So yeah, more bitter yeah, and sweet. I'm trying to that way. I maybe I drink less of it mm-hmm. because I really like all the sweetness, not necessarily just the coffee. Exactly. But do you notice a difference in this coffee? Is it good? Do you I like it? Try it. Yet. Take a sip because you picked this one out of our um coffee mm. is it strong
1: a little bit but i think i put enough creamer in it to you did yeah okay, it's really good um
0: this is kenyan coffee yeah. from our new coffee best friends i know southbound so coffee good. company they made this shout out fields thank you shout out fields and josiah our new coffee best friend. let me taste it hold on Mm. I learned how to. Um, yeah, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like regular coffee. Uh, they did video tutorials with us mm. when they were here about um, making coffee. We made a pour over video and a French mm. press video, and he taught me how to slurp the coffee to taste it. Mm. Yeah, we got really, we got really, <laughs> we got really fancy with the coffee. They are the two biggest coffee nerds I've ever met in my life. Mm. So. I learned more about coffee from them, and but I won't slurp on the podcast. But we had to slurp for the demo videos oh, that we did. I had to like taste it. Good? It was good. It taught me how to taste coffee in a different way, So, but I won't slurp for the podcast. <laughs> so so you're here because uh, I've been trying to get you to come for a little I know, while. I know. Work has me tied up. But you have crazy schedules. I do. I do. Because you're a nurse. Yes. So we were just talking about your schedule. You do seven days on... Seven mm-hmm. days off,
1: mm-hmm. night shift,
0: night shift, night shift, twelve hour days mm-hmm. in an emergency. Room. I do, I do. What on earth? Are exactly. you crazy? Sometimes
1: I think I do. <laughs> like I don't. I love it though. I really do. Have you always wanted to be a nurse? Uh, yes and no. I don't have like one of those crazy stories. Where like ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a nurse. Yeah. I feel like that's like. What a lot of people are, which is great, but I just never not, your thing. not had no. a desire to until um, I went to Nicaragua when I was si- or seventeen, and I lived there for four months. And one of this um, little girls, she had an open appendectomy, emergency surgery. She was having like severe belly pain, and her appendix had ruptured. And. She came back um to the orphanage and we just had to take care of her and I was 17 had no idea what to do but I just found myself caring for her mm-hmm. like I was a nurse and I was like well maybe I should do this like I'm kind of good at it maybe I don't know I like caring for people and this will give me an open door like in my future to maybe do missions and nursing so that's how I got to nursing and and here I am now. And here yeah. you are.
0: Okay, so let's give everybody a little bit of background on who you are. Okay. So, <laughs> your dad is actually a good friend of mine, your mom and your dad, but your yes. dad was on the podcast like one know, of our like very the first, first people. Episode. Yeah. yeah, Yes. And so, uh, your family, I love them all Same. very much. You guys are from Virginia. We are. Yep. Grew up there your whole life
1: until mm-hmm, I was um, 15, and then we moved to Alabama.
0: Hey, we talked to your dad a little bit about what that was like when your dad and mom just moved you and your sister yeah. to another state when y'all were teenagers. Yeah. So I, your dad kind of gave his side of that story. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to go listen to that, if you're a dad and wondering, hey, how do I move my family, <laughs> <Or> uproot my, <laughs> whole family. <laughs> my whole family, my whole family, and everything from school and friends and all of that, you need to go listen to Richard Wilson's episode. I think it's like six or something like that in the very beginning of the podcast history. and But what was it like for you moving? You were 15, mm-hmm. left everything and everything yeah, you knew yeah. and moved to another state.
1: Um, it was a shock to me when I found out we were first moving. I had just gotten back from Ecuador on a mission trip in the summer. I like, packed my bags, sat down. And my dad was like, hey, yeah, by the way, next year we're moving to Alabama. I was like, oh, great, okay. <laughs> it <Like, laughs> took me by really surprise because like, okay, we surprise. had visited um, the ramp um, the, a couple summers before and went to the conferences. Okay, so
0: tell me what that was like for you when your dad moved and your mom moved you guys yeah. all the way to Alabama. You had been in Ecuador on a trip. You mm-hmm. had just come home, and your dad said, hey. Hey, we're
1: moving to Alabama. I'm like, oh, fun. Like We lived in a very nice neighborhood, um, very nice city area. In there's, Virginia. In Virginia. Yep. There's so many things to do. You could go to the beach two hours away. You could go to the mountains two hours away. There's just a lot to do. Had so many friends. And then we get to Hamilton, and there's a McDonald's. And a Burger King, <laughs> and a KFC. Yeah, and a KFC. And a you can't forget. Bell. Yeah, you can't forget that. And Maybe snow like f- five staples, <laughs> and I knew no one. Yeah. And as a fifteen-year-old, like that was super hard. Like, yeah, coming to this town. I think it hit my sister a little bit harder. She was, I think, like twelve or thirteen at the yeah. time, and um, she just like shared her testimony at the ramp, how she dealt with like depression and everything, and mm-hmm. um, it didn't really hit me that hard because we. Once we got to the ramp, we just totally dived into the youth group. So that kind of, I think, saved me for a while, just being around Brian or uh, Brian Beasley and Elise mm-hmm. and Alex Gallian and Chase Dirk and all of them, like really integrating us into the family. Molly was the first person I met. Yeah. She was my best friend. We had so many good times. But it was really hard not knowing anybody as a 15-year-old and just starting over. Yeah. But I don't think I would have be where I'm at right now in my life if we didn't move to Alabama.
0: Yeah, like because your family had a word from God to move. It was mm-hmm. for people that don't know the story. You know, sometimes uh, jobs move people. Lots of situations can happen. Yeah. But your family felt like from the Lord to be living here in northwest Alabama. And it's hard to explain sometimes for people that don't know what it's like to hear from God yeah. or don't hear from God in the way other people do. But It's like this thing you just know this might be hard to do. But we know that this is the right thing to yeah. do and the best thing to do for our family. And
1: at the time, I thought like this was just for my parents. Like my dad was going to RSM, my mom mm-hmm. like this was their word, like not me and my sisters. But little did we realize like our whole lives changed. Yeah. Like in the six years that we've been here, like I can't to believe we've been here six years. It's crazy. Years. It is like, crazy. I just remember me and Molly. <laughs> I only knew Molly in high school. She was a freshman, and I was a junior. And woof, we took Hamilton High School <laughs> on by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anybody. When Molly wasn't there, I would eat lunch in the bathroom. Like, oh, did you? Really? Yes, like she was that. my only friend until like for the first couple months. But me and her, yeah,
0: woof. you and Molly Cole, yep, partners yeah. in crime for a long time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so neat how, and even, and now you and Molly are not as close as you used to be, No, no. but thanks. it's almost like how, um, God brings people together for seasons. Exactly. Like God knew you would need a Molly and God knew that Molly needed a Savannah yeah. for that season of her life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, that's what I love about community and living in community and being in relationship with people is, um, but that might be hard for somebody, a teenager to understand that, <clears throat> how people can maybe only be in your life like really close for a season, a season. yeah and that's okay you know and like that's if okay. it
1: ends it's okay like that's what i needed in that season was yes. that one close friend yeah who would ex- like experience god with me in whole new ways experience high school together yes. like And we aren't as close as we are now, but whenever we do get together, it's It's like it's the same. It's never left, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's actually um, called adulting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because you get to these phases as you grow and mature that suddenly Mm -hmm. things just start to change around you. And sometimes we want to so desperately hold on to everything and like not let things change. But change is every day, all day. And we got to be willing to kind of ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And a good, healthy uh, relationships mean, hey, I may not hear from you for a little while, but I know when we get together, yeah. we can It'll pick right back up yeah. where we were. Exactly. And uh, I imagine you have a lot of friends that way because you don't stay in one place I for do very not. long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have this huge heart for missions. I do. For yeah. nations. When did that start? Man,
1: I went on my first mission trip when I think I was, like, 10 or 11 with my dad. Okay. Um, We went to Trinidad um, and just ministered to, like, the Muslim people there. But I think um, what really got me into missions um, was—I don't know if you ever heard of Acquire the Fire. I have. Um, It was based out of Dallas, Texas. They would go around and do, like, these conferences, almost like the ramp does. Mm -hmm. Um, But they would go to different cities and travel and just get tons of um, young people to go and just experience God. And I remember going when I was, like, 12. We were still in Virginia. I was in a youth group. And um, I went to Acquire the Fire, and they had this um, part of Acquire the Fire was Global Expeditions, their mission branch Mm -hmm. of the ministry. And I was like, hmm, I think that would be fun, you know. When, uh, when I went on my first trip with my dad, I was still, like, 10 or 11. So I really wasn't into it. I just kind of went because right. I went with my dad and my mom right. and everybody. It was just kind of a family thing. Um, but then uh, we, I got to acquire the fire, we got to a global expedition branch, and they were just talking about all these mission trips around the world. And something just, like, captivated my heart. I was like, I need to go on one of these trips. Yes. So my first trip was to Alaska.
0: Oh. Which is not,
1: I guess it's still in the United States. Obviously, but it's well, still a mission. Yeah, it's field. like it's so it's its own separate world up there. I was like thirteen at the time, mm-hmm. and that trip just kind of opened my eyes to see like what missions is really about. We minister to the people there. Um, they have a really high suicide rate and alcohol alcoholism. So, what was your favorite
0: thing about the trip to Alaska?
1: Um. I think um, my favorite thing was doing VBS with the kids. All of the little village kids would come out, and we would just have our own separate time to just be with them one-on-one sharing the gospel. And yeah. it was like a 12-, 13-year-old girl. Like, that was just super special for me to just—I don't know. I'd never been in a situation like that. Mm. So just kind of, like, sharing my part of how I knew God myself and, like, telling the little kids was really awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think the trip that really defined, like, my heart and missions— was I went to Ecuador and I had actually came to the ramp the fall before when I was like 12 or 13. My parents forced me and my sister to come. We really didn't want to come.
0: Like we did not want to come. I remember meeting you that conference. Yeah. So because I knew your dad already Mm because your dad had come several times and but that was the first time I met you and your mom and your sister. Me and my sister were so mad. We were
1: there. We just did not want to be there. We just wanted to be back home in Virginia, like we even brought our like DSs to play cuz we were like, we did not want to be here. And worship was going on and me and my sister were just sitting in the corner. We didn't want to have anything to do with it. We we're just mad and angry. And my mom was like, "If you're not going to worship God, y'all better go buy a book in the bookstore." And I was like, "Yes, ma'am." So I go to the bookstore and I just pick up this book. And it's called Through the Gates of Splendor. And I never heard of it before, but I just picked it up, and I read that book the entire conference. While Miss Karen and Pastor Mike were preaching, I just sat in my little corner and read this book. And for anybody who doesn't know, it's about the missionaries in Ecuador, Nate Saint, Mm -hmm. Jim Elliott, who got killed um, by ministering to the… The Aka Indians. mm -hmm, The Aka Mm -hmm. Indians there. Um, So fast forward to July of that year. I actually get the opportunity to go to Ecuador with uh, Acquire the Fire Global Expeditions. And I end up meeting the two Aka warriors who killed Nate Saint and Jim Elliott. And it just like blew. Because they're now converted. Yeah, they're yeah. now converted. They're going around preaching the gospel all around the world. And I actually got to meet them. And they just told their story of redemption, how they didn't know Christ. And then these missionaries come and then they end up killing them. But the story of redemption that came and like mm-hmm. now their wives and their children, like all the tribes are converted now. And it yeah. it was just crazy. Amazing. Yeah, it just kind of catapulted
0: me into all the rest of the stuff. So Ecuador, uh, right before you moved from Virginia to Alabama, and then you went to Nicaragua when you were mm-hmm. 17. Actually, did. you didn't just go to Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah. You kind of moved Move there, there yeah. for several months. Um, what was, what, what was that? Why, why did you do that? Um, so I graduated high school on a
1: Thursday and that next Tuesday I moved to Nicaragua (laughs) for four months. Um, there was actually a couple in our church, um, Daniel and Priscilla Sorbera. Yes. Um, they got connected down there. So I just asked if I could just go with them. I thought I was just going to be like babysitting their kids. They had Mm -hmm. at the time just kind of helping out. But I ended up being a Tia, which is aunt in Spanish, um, to the kids down there at an orphanage at an that orphanage they, they at. had about 50 kids and so I just worked down there taking shifts rotating we would do homework take them to school um just everything you think that goes on in the daily life of a kid I was there that's so interesting at 17 As, yeah
0: uh at 17 I went to Romania and um and was there for a trip and did uh Budapest, Hungary, mm-hmm. for a little while, and then the Czech Republic. Ooh. And uh, I think back, I'm like, "Who are my parents?" Exactly. Thinking? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, it really that really solidified for me yeah. my heart for nations. Yeah. um Doing those things, so I would challenge anybody mm-hmm. that has an opportunity to travel internationally and do any type of um, missions work mm-hmm. as a young person yeah. to go and do that. Yeah. Because it's just, it just deposits something in you. It deposits um the heart of God for people groups yeah. and other cultures. And mm-hmm. um I just even if you even if you never feel called to like go live in another country. Yeah. Like I'm not living in another country. I'm right here in America, mm-hmm. but I I pray for nations. Yeah. I give for nations financially. I support missionaries yeah. in other nations because I I love nations because yeah. of that. And so Nicaragua was that was the trip that for you it just said yeah like nations this is what I need
1: to be doing. Yeah for
0: me. So since that trip you've also been to <laughs> yeah. a couple other places. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. Um, so I in February I just got back from Kenya. That was yeah. my second time. And this was actually a medical mission trip. So I actually so went cool. instead of a missionary, but as a nurse missionary. Yeah. So it's actually using what I learned in school to go out and preach the gospel as well as doing nursing. So it yeah. was crazy. That that's
0: is so crazy. crazy. Um, I didn't finish n- nursing school, but that's what I wanted to do. No. I wanted you to You can be- still go back. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could. I couldn't make it through some of those anatomy classes. I didn't think I would either. Oh, man. Was, I just. it is a rough one. Yeah, let's just say. For, for sure.
1: <clears throat> I think I went into nursing school with two full eyebrows and i came out with like half because i would just pick my eyebrows out because it stressed me out so bad i just couldn't like i think that's like some mental illness where you just pick out your hair
0: yeah so you came home from nicaragua went straight to nursing mm -hmm, school decided i'm going to college and became a nurse i did and now you're kind of young Yeah. Do we tell people your age? Is that okay? (laughs) Yeah. 21. (laughs) You're 21. You've already been a nurse for for a year. A year and a half. yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys. Just interrupting this conversation really quick to tell you that the podcast has some new friends. Some of you may have heard, but in case you haven't, Southbound Coffee Company is the official coffee of the What's Next God podcast. Now, you know how much we love coffee and we drink coffee and we talk about coffee at the beginning of every podcast. Well, we are now enjoying the freshest roast of beans from Brazil, Kenya, Ethiopia, Colombia, New Guinea, Guatemala, and more. Our friends at Southbound want everyone to experience what coffee actually tastes like and take us on a journey to discover the world's best coffee roasted to perfection. This coffee roasting company is based out of Columbus, Mississippi, but guess what? They can ship coffee to you wherever you are. And they have a promo code just for our podcast listeners. Go to southboundcoffee.com. Shop around and use the code What's Next God at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off your entire purchase. It's one discount per person. So go ahead and order a few different varieties and let us know what you think. That's southboundcoffee.com and the code is all one word What's Next God. I'm loving the 2020 house blend right now. So if you can only pick one, try that one first and thank me later. And now, back to our conversation with Savannah. So, well, let me ask you this. What drives you to do something like this at 21 years old? Do you know your Enneagram number? I'm a five all the way. I'm a five, yes. Maya Cole is a five.
1: Dave is
0: a five. Five all the way. Five
1: wing four, if we want to get
0: specific. Yes, I could see that about you. Interesting, but yeah. where's this drive? What is this that that this discipline in you? This like this is what I want to do, mm. and I'm just gonna go for it. I don't it. know.
1: I just I think ever since I've been a little girl, like, I've just always known that like this sort of like nine to five type of lifestyle that a lot of people live was not for me. Yeah, and I know a lot of people have it, which is totally okay. We're all called to different things, but I just was never content with being that kind of person, with being stuck in one place, with just doing. I don't know, the mundane kind of thing, the normal American dream kind of life. And so doing this at such a young age, I was like, I need to do something to do this, you know. So I think that's why, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But I just knew for me that I was never going to be content living that little white picket fence life, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because you – and here's the thing I think that's significant for you, about you, is that when – you feel drawn to something or led to something or you hear the Lord talk about something, you just go for it. You don't question, you don't wait. You just kind of just go for it and do it, whether anybody goes with you or not.
1: Yeah. And that's definitely the hard part, you know, like being a 21 year old person and like this day and age, like, what is everybody else doing? It's like, you kind of want to go do it because you want to be accepted. You want to be in with the group. Like, what is God telling me to do? And sometimes that like leaves you by yourself but you know that's okay sometimes you know know, yeah exactly what god has asked you to do are you dating anybody i am not (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately if you want to hit me up boys no but really
0: (laughs) yeah no i am not (laughs) I don't know how you would have time. I would make time. (laughs) I would make time. So getting married and having children, desire of your heart? Very much so. Okay.
1: That's probably one of the, like, you said what's the biggest struggle is probably seeing, like, everybody else around me going in that direction, and I'm
0: not at all. I could see how even even you – being so young and working with or being in an environment with a lot of older people as well, like their lives seem like ages ahead of yours yeah, Yeah. because they are in the natural even older than you Mm -hmm. in what they're doing.
1: Yeah. It is hard to see. Like I'm the only, like I'm legit the only single person in my workplace. I've counted. I've done the rounds. It is me and only me who is single. Yeah. So. And everybody I'm else. sure your daddy is very happy oh, about I'm that. Oh, I'm sure he that is he, too, that, but this girl is not.
0: <laughs> God has put you in yeah. the wilderness to protect you. Yeah.
1: 21 years of wilderness, <laughs> it's time to come out.
0: You don't want to no. do that 40 years. Yeah. No. Wandering in the wilderness no. like the Israelites. Now These no. feet are ready to come yeah. out.
1: <laughs> no, but um, I think this season is definitely good for me to be single. I say that, but my heart is wanting something else. Yeah. Um, because I I've, I think it's good to learn how to be your, by yourself in your early 20s mm-hmm. for, um, I don't know, just honestly, I learned how to live by myself. I've been living by myself for a year and a half. I think that's really solidified me and just learning how to be by myself and not have to rely on anybody else making me happy. Like, I can just do that myself. So yeah. I think it is good, but... When the time comes, I think I'm
0: definitely ready.
1: You're gonna for be for the ready. right person, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, and that's really all this is. Like every day is preparation for yeah. what is coming, and so when you're just faithful with every day, go, okay, God, any day now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm ready. So, but you're learning how to find identity in Him. Yeah, yeah. For some of these people that are younger and single, and you know, God needs to establish some things in exactly. you, yeah, so that you know who you are. Mm-hmm. And don't have to take a lot of baggage into yeah, for sure. other relationships. Mm-hmm. So so you'd be okay getting married at a young age? Because 21 is kind of young.
1: Yeah, I say that. Yeah, I think I would have to date somebody for a for while. For a couple years,
0: okay. But
1: yeah, I think like anywhere 21 does your 24? dad
0: have like that whole application to date my daughter kind of thing he has a like
1: special application <laughs> like he says if any guy wants to ask me out that he they're gonna have to meet him at the jujitsu map and they're gonna yes. have to make my dad tap which uh-huh. i'll probably be single till i'm 30 thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> like i definitely Plus your dad used
0: to be in law enforcement yeah exactly so he, the, you know
1: has knowledge of big boys only yeah. <laughs> allowed please no spaghetti noodles trying to fight my dad <laughs>
0: <laughs> somebody needs to go you know get him a little good workout yeah so I think get him yeah. to go train with Stephen Womack first yeah and then fight back. my dad Yeah. go like Mr. Stephen will you please train this guy so, we can just so that he can go up, beat my dad so I can finally have a date so please. I can go on a date yeah <laughs> I remember going on a date one time um we were leaving church and I was maybe I was probably about 17 and um my he did not the guy did not come open my door Mm -hmm. and my dad was in the vehicle um kind of like two rows over and he honked his horn and I was like what what and he's like don't get in the car I was like what he's like don't get in the car he has to come open the door Mm -hmm. well the guy didn't hear that so like he's in the car and he rolls the window down he's like hey something wrong you gonna get on in and I was like oh my (laughs) (laughs) My dad my dad's right there And he says you got to come open the door, and I'm like trying to talk to him without my dad seeing that I'm like giving him a yeah. clue, because my dad's like just don't get in the car, don't get in the car. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like. <laughs> but then the guy goes, oh, oh, okay, and so he gets out, comes and opens my door and gets in. But my dad was not going to let me get in that car yeah. unless that guy mm-hmm. opened the door
1: for me. That is very sweet, though.
0: Yeah, that was just my dad looking <laughs> out for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just because he happened to be there and see the whole thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. so, so But all these years later, I married a man who opens the door exactly. for me. And I loved yeah. it. Because yeah. I didn't think I really cared. I was like, I can mm. open my own door. What's yeah. the big deal? And then but when now, they do it, all these years later, yeah. I love it. I'm spoiled. Yeah. So I, that's just my story. But. I think my sister, she's going to be the
1: ultimate person who has to say yes or no. Because every guy I've ever dated, she knows either yes or no.
0: Oh, and yeah. She can
1: tell before, like, the first date, she's like, No, Savannah, like, that's not going to work out. I'm like, Yes, it will. And then I Does get, she like, know the
0: yes or no because of you? Like, because she knows you? Or does she have, like, this discernment about the guys? she has this like, guys? D- discernment about the guys. Oh. And she's
1: always right. And I'm always wrong. I'm just like, Yeah, I love them. And then, like, psh, heartbroken, <laughs> shattered in pieces. And so she's Mariah. like, I told you. <laughs> I'm
0: like, yeah, it. sounds just like Mariah. It is.
1: Like, she is so savage. She was like, no, Savannah. Yeah. No.
0: That's what sisters are for, though. And they really are. And I yeah. don't, I didn't appreciate it until afterwards. Yeah. So. So are you going to listen now, moving forward, or are you still going to just keep trying to figure it out on No, I'm definitely going to listen.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. going to listen now. Heartbreak, huh? Yeah.
0: Hard like, stuff? Yeah. Do you have any advice? Uh, to um, some young girls? Guard your heart, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. What guarded. does that mean? What does that mean to you, to guard your heart?
1: Um, I would say just don't, like, don't put yourself out there all the way, you know. Just, I love you and all this stuff, you know. Just, yeah. like, keep your vulnerability and emotions, like, to yourself at first. Because once you put it out there, you can't get it back, you know. Mm-hmm. So, guard your heart, ladies.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because you have uh, stages in dating, and it's almost like – you know, it's sort of like there are certain things you can do when you're married that you shouldn't do when you're dating. Mm -hmm. And there's things maybe you can talk about when you're engaged that you shouldn't talk about when you're dating. You know, there's like levels of relationship. And so Mm -hmm. the first date is not the date to go ahead and plan your wedding (laughs) and name your babies. Yeah. Do not do that. Been there, done that.
1: Yeah. Do not. Dating is just an opportunity to get to know And I think, you know, when you get to that stage in your relationship, like, oh, I can fully lay everything out on the table. Yeah. But, yeah,
0: not at first. Keep
1: them bad boys to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where's your safe place right now? Do you have, like, um, is it is it mom? Is it dad? Is it Mariah? Mm-hmm. Is it a friend? Is it just God? I'd say
1: it's a, probably a bit of everything. Mariah, for sure. My mom, definitely, for sure. And definitely God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Probably the three of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think me and Mariah have been... We were close when we were younger. I think every sibling's, like, fight and stuff. But, like, since we've been older and moved out, like, I can honestly say she's my best friend. Oh, Yeah. So, it's really sweet.
0: Yeah. I love yeah. that. What do you see yourself doing in five years? Or are you still going to be working at the emergency room at the mm-hmm. hospital in Tupelo in five years? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, five years, man. Hopefully married. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully. married. Um. And probably just travel nursing, hopefully, like, in California or Florida. Okay. Like, big dream would be overseas doing something like that, being planted overseas for permanent. But we'll see. You would live overseas permanently? I would. Oh, I would. where do you
0: think you would live?
1: Uh, I don't know. I really could see myself living in Kenya. You yeah, loved it that I much. I loved it, Yeah. It's crazy. I actually sponsored one of the orphans when I went back, so I sponsor her, and so I just can't see myself like not seeing
0: her every year and
1: yeah, not being there when she's growing up and stuff. So, do
0: you have any future trips planned to go?
1: Um, I go every February, so hopefully okay. I'll get to
0: go back if all this in February. Yeah. End. So, and y'all go and do medical missions, like y'all do like surgeries mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so each
1: month of the year, well, not right now because of everything that's going on, but they usually have different teams. Um, I go on a GYN team, so we do tons of hysterectomies, um, tube tyings, um, we do a lot of like thyroidectomies, stuff like that. Mike Turner, mm-hmm. um, he used to go the ramp, yeah, um, Dr. Mike, that's how he got me into it. Mm-hmm. So I went with him my first time, and um. I go with him, and it's just an amazing
0: experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we need a single doctor. Mm, he doesn't have to be a doctor. Doesn't have to be a doctor? Nah. But he has to be in missions.
1: Missions mm, for sure. Medical, no. No medical, but missions for sure. Missions for sure.
0: That would be willing to live in another country. Preferably tattoos. If oh, not, we'll get you, you there. Love tattoos. <laughs> I do. When did yeah. you love for tattoo start?
1: I don't know. I just... Got one when I was 16 and haven't stopped since. <laughs> yeah. With your mom and
0: dad's permission. Of course. Yes, you were yes. not doing this on your I own. I was not. No. No.
1: no. Totally permission. Yeah. I have not stopped since. So preferably a guy who's covered in tattoos. But if not, we can get you there. You can get <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah.
0: I'm sure they do a lot of tribal tattoos in Kenya. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. No. You're just asking for AIDS. <laughs> no, thank you. We'll do those in America. Yeah. So uh, full sleeves for you, where do you, you want to be in the tattoo world? Um, I, what are your tattoo goals? I definitely want a full sleeve. I'm already like three-fourths
1: of the way there. Yes. So just finish the one arm, finish one leg. Mm-hmm. I would really love a hand tattoo, but my mother said she'd be very disappointed <laughs> in me. We talked about this <laughs> last night. And I was like, Mom, what if I came home with a hand tattoo? She was like, Savannah, I would be very disappointed in you. <laughs> But I just I love them, and I think it's ridiculous how people like judge people by their tattoos. Huh. like I can't show them as a nurse. Like I think that's
0: crazy. Oh, do you have to wear sleeves? Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just crazy. Yeah, but maybe that is in a couple of years. I don't it'll know. Change. I just feel like they're so common these days that you think that people just wouldn't. Think about him yeah, anymore. I don't know. I get a lot of comments
1: at work about them if I like roll up my sleeves and I don't know.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So he's got to be tattooed. Mm-hmm. Um, Lo- Loves their mom. Loves their mom. That is a big oh, one. Oh, that's so good. That yes, is a good one. they have to love their mom. They do. Yeah. Older or same age? Does it matter? Definitely older. Definitely older. Like I'm 21.
1: So max i'd go is like 30
0: i would date a 30 year old okay <laughs> okay i'm still i'm still thinking <laughs> getting i got my <laughs> hat on no, i'm still thinking about guys that one guys definitely
1: mature slower than girls i need somebody who's gonna be like on my level or like way above me yeah so I think 30. That's max, though. Definitely not yeah. over 30. And sometimes there's, like, an
0: emotional age and a physical age. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't date someone my age. Yeah. So we need to find now. somebody, like, that might be physically 25, <laughs> but emotionally and mentally 30. Yeah. I How's think that? that would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Good. I've just made Richard and Kristen <laughs> You <Yeah. laughs> He gave uh, me the eyes, a like, 30. Rudy. This girl is. <laughs> the eyes I was just like oh wait hmm. I had to put my mom hat on yeah because Richard and Christy Wilson will have a have a talk with me like why did you uh she's endorsing it my daughter uh, so so Richard and Christy I <laughs> hopefully I've talked her down <laughs> the 25 a few years 25 is still a little bit young for me but if they're but what if they're like a 25 like you that's just like Knows what they want to do, <clears> doing doing yeah. life, loving Jesus. Yeah. I would take it. On their own. Yeah. yeah. I think God's gonna surprise you. Yeah. You just never know. I'll what take God. what I can get. <laughs> Here's what I've learned. Don't ever put God in a box. Yeah. Because you just never know. Yeah. What he what he's gonna <clears throat> do, when he's gonna do it, how he's gonna do it. Yeah. It might look nothing like you expected. Exactly. If you come to me one day and go, "Okay, I met somebody, and he's 19," I am going to <laughs> die laughing. 19! <laughs> oh my god. No, we won't do that. No, to you. my mom
1: has always said that because I definitely do have a type, and my mom was like, "Savannah, you're gonna marry some like country boy who loves fishing and drives a big old Yee truck," because <laughs> that is not your type. But it's gonna be a God thing.
0: Yeah, that I'm can like, happen. Oh, God. Please, no. <laughs> but when it happens, I like know. you're gonna love yeah, it. It's when gonna, it happens, gonna okay. Yeah, yeah. You just need to go watch. Um, oh, what's that Sandra Bullock movie with Harry Connick Jr.? And you're asking the wrong person. Oh, okay. So, there's this movie where she comes back and like she falls in love with the country boy. So, I don't mm-hmm. remember what it is. Don't, I'm not recommending it to everybody listening. <laughs> I just remember that Sandra Bullock fell in love with the country boy back home.
1: Ooh, if I so. fall in love with the country boy, y'all know that's a God <laughs> thing
0: because, oh, no, sir. Yeah. So that's that's one of the great things about walking with God and being able to yeah. hear his voice is that sometimes when he asks us to do things or when he nudges in a direction that we would not normally go. Yeah. Then I can pretty much guarantee it's a God thing, yeah, and not something that I'm trying to make happen. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm gonna laugh. Just don't let a, <laughs> a nineteen-year-old redneck named Bubba. <laughs> oh God! Please, God! Please, not send me a Bubba. <laughs> All right, so where would California, Florida, would be ideal for you mm-hmm. to travel nurse? Why California, Florida?
1: Um, I just think like I've always loved bigger cities, like and just, the water apparently. Yeah, water. Um, just like the culture, very free. I guess you would say yes. All the yeah. old people
0: retired and uh, living free in yeah. Florida. All the hippies, <laughs> all the hippies. Yeah, all the hipsters.
1: All in the California? hipster vibes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just so. get out, get out of the south for a bit. Hey, and what just experience? What does your name mean?
1: Do we know? My name says nothing special. It's a grassy plain in Africa. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like, I hope she doesn't ask you what your name means because we did not Are think you about serious? that. She really said that. She was like, I really hope she doesn't ask that because there's nothing special about but there is because of how much you love Africa in Canada. Yeah, I guess. But it doesn't like mean like name. breath of wind or like spirit of God or I something. Think, it's like uh, a grassy plain in Africa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing special. No, I think that's incredible. I think that that describes you perfectly. Yeah. So the grassy plain to me represents growth. Green is... Um, a lot of just, it just, it's growth and health and yeah. vibrancy. Like, um, even green and like just that whole health and wellness, the plane is like mm-hmm. a place that you can see clearly and you can see all the way across. There's no, Nothing in the way, like nothing hindering your view. Mm-hmm. You have this big plane. And then Kenya, just in your heart for Africa. Yeah. I think it's the perfect name and the perfect meaning for your name. I mean, I'll take it, but they were definitely <laughs> not thinking about that when I came out. They, they were thinking just about me. that, but they named you and yeah. God said, I'm yeah. going to put Africa in her heart yeah. and she's going to grow and thrive and she's going to have vision and see clearly. Yeah. And your parents didn't even know that. They did it, but, but I'm going to take it now. <laughs> <laughs> 21 like, years later. Hey, what's your middle name?
1: She was gonna say that too, and I'm sorry, Grandma. But <laughs> I've really hated my middle name for all of my life. I really, because really it's just an old lady name, and it wasn't cool, and I always got made fun of. You don't have to tell us. No, I'll tell you because my mom was like, "Don't disrespect your grandma like that."
0: Okay, <laughs> alright, Grandma
1: it's Dolores. Dolores. Yes. <laughs> you couldn't do anything but laugh. <laughs> exactly, Rip. Sorry, Grandma.
0: But um, I'm only laughing because you're being so funny about it. That's the only reason it's It's really so haunting me my whole
1: life. But my mom was like, I really hope Melissa does not ask you what your name is. And I really hope she doesn't ask you what your middle name is. Yes.
0: And I just did. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Why did I think to do that? I don't I know. know. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just... See, maybe it was the Lord. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, I love that you showed that.
1: I love that story. I mean, it really does flow well together. Savannah Dolores. But yeah, it does. It's definitely think... got not going to be showing up in my kids' names. That's <laughs> for sure. We're going to skip that generational name. Make something else though. Uh, does anybody
0: still call you Swill? Oh, dear God. Only oh. y'all. <laughs> 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 only y'all. Okay, so scratch that. Nobody yeah. calls us Swill
1: anymore. No. My, um, we have like four. Three or four savannas who work at my work. Uh huh. Um, so I don't even get called by Savannah anymore. My li- they call me Wilson. Oh, okay. I have not heard the word Savannah in like six <laughs> months since I've been working there. They just call me Wilson. Really? So that is much better
0: than Swill. I was not going to bring that one up again. <laughs> <laughs> and Swill is because your name S for Savannah and yeah. Will for, for Wilson. Wilson. So yeah. Swill. yeah, but. We won't call you that anymore. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought I, I mean, in. I thought it was so
1: cool. I had that bad boy on my license plate. I thought I was a <laughs> cool cat. And then,
0: like, I'm looking at it now. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, why? Okay, so if you could change your name to any name, what would it be? Oh. Like, Savannah. Like, middle name. Yeah, sure. Because you like your first name, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um. Savannah. I thought you were going to tell me it was like Marie or something. I was not <laughs> No, you were not Dolores. expecting Dolores. So like, mm,
1: Savannah, I don't know what flows well with See, it. See, yeah, I think it fits perfect, but it See? was just really a bummer for the first 16 years of my life. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. What happens if Bubba's mom's name just is Dolores? Stop with the Bubba. <laughs> And it would definitely be God ordained, and you will be like, he'll be like, your name is Savannah Dolores, my mom, and I Why love not? my, I love my mom, and my mom's name is Dolores too. Just look at God, no. how he's writing this story. So <laughs> Me gonna- and Bubba <laughs> taking
1: on the world, and, and his Mama
0: Dolores. <laughs> Dear God, uh,
1: and Mariah has like the cool middle name, Mariah Gray mariah gray like that's really cool And i get savannah yeah, dolores <laughs> yeah
0: like they were practicing with the first yeah, one you, yeah <laughs> and
1: then they nailed like, it oh yeah we screwed her over let's <laughs> name mariah something cool
0: yeah <laughs> Sorry, well i don't think of dolores as an old <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah yeah The only reason I'm laughing so much is because you're laughing. Okay, I don't think it was an old lady name. Like, I had an Aunt Dolores. I mean... An aunt, not a 16-year-old daughter. (laughs) She wasn't a grandma, so I don't think it was like old lady, but like... And she was from Florida. (laughs) Well, that makes it even better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, too much. All right, so what is your thoughts on all these trendy um, baby names kind of things? Are you on the wagon or
1: um some of them for sure yeah not all of them yeah i think i'm gonna name like my kids like more like i've always loved the name graham
0: mm-hmm. i think
1: that's really cool or yeah. joel or like something simple for a girl like elizabeth or hannah like just
0: some strong classic. bible names yeah yeah classic names yeah that would be good mm-hmm. unless you're living in kenya and then you have to give them <laughs> <laughs> good names. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, too much fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what are you uh, eating? What do you love to eat? Yeah. Like, uh, what are your foods? Are you cooking or are I you? I do love
1: to cook, except you- when I'm working, because I, I like to cook to enjoy yeah. my food. But when I work, I just like cook to just have something to eat. So I'm not really like cooking up my favorite foods.
0: Yeah. Um, just because people that travel internationally or that love missions usually love food and food experiences. Yeah. And yeah stuff I'm like a that. very
1: much a foodie. Like me and yeah. my sister, like our dream is to go to like a five star restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like um, just like one of them super bougie restaurants where you have to wear like black tie stuff. Oh, yeah. And yes. like it's like two bites of food, but it costs like 600 bucks. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Do we, that. We're all about that life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the
0: Aldi budget. Missionary <laughs> 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 in <laughs> <laughs> Kenya. Yeah. Bougie restaurant. Yeah.
1: But um, I was actually surprised. Kenyan food is delicious.
0: Okay. It's so a, what is Kenyan food? What is it? um
1: It's a lot of rice and beans. Okay. Um, and then it's a lot of um, chicken, um, just like spiced very differently. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's really good. Tons of like fresh fruit. Um, they have this thing called chapati and it's, um, almost kind of like a tortilla, but smushed down and it's almost kind of sweet and you just eat it with your rice or your eggs mm-hmm. and it's like a staple food there. It's really good.
0: So a lot of eggs, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. chicken, fruits and vegetables. They eat with their fingers too, they don't do. they? They do. Oh. Which is interesting. Little, it's, it is very
1: interesting. I mean, we had forks, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um- Native Kenyan people eat with their fingers. Yeah. Yeah, which is it's cool to see how they live and Yeah. That whole experience was just crazy. Like mm.
0: I was uh reading a book about from a girl who started businesses for women in <clears throat> maybe it was like Ghana, Uganda, Kenya, somewhere. Um but she was talking about how she went over thinking she was gonna go and help the poor people there. Mm-hmm. But she ended up landing in like she said the cities there are so vibrant and alive and mm-hmm. rich, like they're it's completely different than what she had in her mind mm-hmm. of what Africa was gonna yeah. look like. But you feel <clears throat> drawn to the poor. You feel yeah, drawn to definitely
1: the rural part yeah. of Kenya living like that. Um I don't know, I always, like, heard of these, like, crazy stories growing up, like, missionaries in Africa, and then I went there and, like, witnessed it firsthand, like, um, I remember there was somebody they were operating on, had, like, a tumor or something, and this person had actually gone to, like, witch doctors to try to get it off, and you just see, like, markings all down their body and things like that, like, it's crazy, and then they actually still practice that, like, a couple miles away. From where we were, there's a tribe that still does female mutilation.
0: Wow.
1: <clears throat> and the American missionaries who lived there, they would go out there and tell the girls, if you ever need anything, if you ever feel in danger, you know, just call us. And they had these girls brainwashed that to say, well, if we get in the car, the demons will stop the car. Like, this is God's will for us to be like this. Like, they oh. would just have these girls, like, brainwashed into believing all this crazy kind of stuff like that the police were were demons and that they weren't going to let them get away to safety. Like that like spiritual Mm -hmm. warfare. I know the first time I went to Kenya, um, that whole year before I went, like I was getting attacked like so bad. Like I had never dealt with depression or like suicidal thoughts or just like heaviness at all in I remember like going to Betsy and Josh Hollingsworth and Pam and Kevin Barnett, like seriously having to get like sozos like every every other week because I felt this like heaviness. And then like once I got to Africa it broke. Like, oh yeah. It was crazy. Like um I think like we had some revelations, like all this stuff was like from Africa. Like as soon as I bought my ticket, that was like the point of connection where I was getting like attacked and all this stuff. Um, but it's real stuff over there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, I almost could even see you uh, helping some of those girls you were talking about. Just because you are so young, you may be a connecting point and be able to reach a certain um, group of of girls that a lot of people wouldn't be able to interact with to be able to pull them out of that kind yeah, of stuff yeah so.
1: and even going over there and doing the medical stuff which I love but I really love just being with like the kids like that was my heart just being with them and like spending time with them of course like the medical work was so needed and I enjoyed that but like coming back and just like really devoting time to these kids because <clears throat> their stories it was it just breaks your heart like I know there's foster kids in America, and I know their stories are bad, but, like, these kids, like, just reading their pages and what they've gone through, and they're
0: only, like, 10 or 11 just yeah. breaks your heart. Yeah. But, that is very real. Yeah. Yeah. Ever think about adoption? Do you think that might be something in your future, some of these kids? Um, I would definitely,
1: like, go over there and adopt all of all them. them. Yeah. I could see that.
0: Yeah. I could see Bubba going, what? <laughs> And my mother-in-law, Ooh. Dolores. Wow. Savannah. We, we
1: don't know. Have- <laughs> I definitely see myself adopting, though. Um, I don't know. Who knows? I know. Oh, this has been so much Picturing fun. myself with the family, that's crazy. Like, I know it's a desire in my heart, but to actually, like, see it happen, yeah. that's just going to be crazy. You're going to blink, and you're yeah. going to be
0: like whoa, mm-hmm. where did the time go?
1: Exactly. Like yeah. marriage day. I know y'all are probably like, thinking about that for Molly, like this day we've always dreamed of, but
0: then it actually happens and you're like, whoa. Oh like, yeah. Cause like, you know, my Molly's getting married and a couple, um, months. couple months yeah. and it's like, and she's young mm-hmm. and I was like, I wouldn't have thought about getting married at that age. But it's like it's from the Lord, and so mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Because her timeline doesn't look like mine or like yeah. anybody else's. Yeah, and that's okay. So And that's okay. And just like yours, it doesn't look like anybody else's but mm-hmm. yours. So you don't have to worry about comparison or keeping yep. up because mm-hmm. – your timeline is mm-hmm. yours. Yep. And you're going to look back one day and go, remember when we were talking about this? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then that's, like, happening. Yeah. And um, – but you are right now living in the fulfillment of things from, like, when you were 15 yeah. and 17 – it's like when you were that <clears throat> age, you couldn't imagine you would be doing what you are now. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whoa! How much life has happened in four and five mm-hmm. years and six years? So in another five years, who, who knows? knows? Yeah, we'll have to come back and we'll have to do a follow-up podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll to I'm Bubba and Savannah, where they are now? <laughs> I'll need to know where you are. Yeah. Uh, what his name is? What the kids' names yeah. are? Yeah. What you doing? Yeah. So. What if you meet him in the ER?
1: Like, he I hope I in, don't
0: meet him He in comes in because he has a fishing hook stuck in his cheek. That's <laughs> definitely Bubba. <laughs> no, I hope I don't meet him in the ER. No, thank you. Oh, too much. Uh, Savannah, I love you. I love y'all. And uh, I am excited. <clears throat> To see what God's gonna do with yeah. you in the future, and you are living all the medical missionary dreams I wish <laughs> I had done at your age, but yeah. you actually did it. Yeah. So if I ever go back to school, I will give you a call and go. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you all my books. I'll be like, hey, can you tutor me in anatomy? Because <laughs> I am not loving this at yeah, all. Thanks so. for having me.
1: Yeah, it's been fun,
0: <laughs> Dolores.
1: <laughs> oh, hashtag
0: Dolores. Yeah. Y'all, there is nothing wrong with the name Dolores, but I could not stop laughing at the way Savannah shared her thoughts on her name. Oh, and Bubba, if you're listening, get in touch with me and I'll hook you up with a jujitsu session to meet Savannah's dad. Speaking of hookups, next week, we're doing a Camels Are Coming episode with some of my friends telling their story of how they met, dated, and married. And the timing of this podcast is, well... You'll just have to listen to know what I mean. Hope you're loving Jen's guide to being a grown-up on Wednesdays. She's got two more episodes for you in this mini series in the month of May. And I hear she's working on a surprise for June, you guys. Make sure you're following her on Instagram at Jen.Zetrauer to get the latest updates. A Breath of Fresh Holly on Fridays with my friend Holly Robertson is the fun little snippet you need to get your weekend started. If you missed last Friday about her life as an Enneagram 6, you need to go listen. You can find both of these mini-series right here with the What's Next God podcast. Friend, I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you here again on Monday as we sit around the table, have a cup of coffee, and talk about what's next, God.